yeah, it's a game plan. And my God, we're doing well. My God, we're doing well. So uh, the road to a thousand, well, we started off with two euro and we're on 18 euro, but we're putting two euro back in our pocket from that and we're on 16. And uh, I think that's the, is that the fourth week? No, that's the third week done and we're on to the fourth week. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, a quote comes to mind from Zoolander and that's uh, when Will Ferrell's character says, Hansel, so hot right now. Hansel. <laughs> I'm thinking game plan so hot right now so hot right now the game plan you gotta get on it we uh we got ah no we didn't get jammy we actually we were very calculated last week weren't we Valo because we went away from Man City because we knew Derby you don't know what's gonna happen yeah you know we, we saw we saw that there was a potential for a slip up with United uh, and you know there's just better options out there like we, we can just see these things happening before they happen and uh, yeah we avoid the, the banana slips you know yeah yeah we don't want the banana skin at all we're going to make a slip come on <laughs> we're not going to do that but uh, I, uh, I gotta tell you I was on the edge of my seat for my pick uh, it was <laughs> it was in one of those leagues the Portuguese league where uh, live scores were actually showing it live so I had the uh, on while I was just playing Warzone and I was getting really angry at Warzone because <laughs> it was one all for ages and it was like the 93rd minute I was like oh come on how did this like screw us up just this the Portuguese league is typical typical then I got a little header in and then I was playing Unreal Warzone and then I just had a good knife out and I just had to be <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I thought that game was on Saturday and then you messaged me and I was like oh shit <laughs> it's getting ropey we'll be finished before we even started oh, how, how did uh, the Leipzig game go? Uh, comfortable 3-0 uh, you know they're, they're on fire right now they've gone top of the or well no sorry they were top of the table I think on Saturday after the match but uh, then Bayern played Dortmund and I don't know how this happened but they're 2-0 down and after like 10 minutes or something and they won 4-2 uh, I don't know how you're dormant and you let that happen but uh, that meant that Bayern a back top but Leipzig were top for for a while and that's why they could be a pick this weekend we'll, we'll chat about that later on though yeah I think uh, Leipzig seem like it feels like they're winning every week uh, I have to check the stats on that but it feels like a solid pick whenever you're going for them I think like the, every pick you've gotten so far uh, I think they've won 3-0 every time yeah <laughs> might be a bit of a rhythm here but, yeah uh, and uh, if, you, if you actually watch it like the, the football for their tour goal was it was unreal like lads are being pressed in their own box and all and they're just pinging it around and literally play from their own box all the way up the pitch and uh, lovely little finish at the end so they're, they're not just growing their wins like certain uh, Portuguese teams you know they're balling out well you know it sounds like they're playing with confidence and it sounds like we are too with this uh, money racket <laughs> <laughs> Uh, also, we did the research there uh, real quick, and if you know, if you're say uh, if you if you uh, have been with us from the get go uh, with the two euro, and say you want to push on a little bit, we're gonna withdraw the thousand at the end, but we're still gonna be picking for the next thousand, okay? But if you want to continue that, I think after it, uh, once you get the thousand, if you want to keep gambling that, you just gotta ride with us for eight more weeks, and you can land yourself in the Lamborghini Hurricane, Hurricane. That's uh, about two hundred thousand euro, and it could be all yours. But we won't cover the insurance. That's the only thing about it. You'll have the car, 
but you won't you won't have your insurance or tax. Um, so you probably have to ride another week with us after that, just so you're covered, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll be, uh, we'll we'll get off that for a bit, and we'll talk about what's been happening this week with the sport. Huh? Yeah, so uh, obviously the big story last week was uh, Gordon Elliott, and uh, we weren't sure if he'd be able to race in Cheltenham. So uh, give us a bit of an update on that there. Yeah, sure. No so Gordon Elliott uh, has been disciplined. He's gotten a six-month ban and uh, only fifteen thousand uh, euro as a fine, which I don't think correlate really well because like six months is a lot in like horse racing ter- terms, especially if your horses are. I don't know with Gordon Elliott if he only has jump horses. I think he only has jump horses, like. I don't think he's actually, now that I think about it, I don't think he's missing much with that six months because the jump season ends with Leopardstown, I think. Or ends very soon, anyways, and then it goes into the flat during the summer when the ground's hard. Uh, so I don't think it's actually going to affect him that much. Same with that 15,000. Because uh, I think 15,000 would only keep, like, like it's not much to him. Like, in the whole grand scheme of things of uh, training and keeping horses healthy, it's not much at all. Uh, but I I was looking into it and I, if you know Michael Healy Ray his brother Danny Healy Ray uh, had to poke his nose in and give his opinion and he said it's dead and this has gone too far so I don't think he really cared <laughs> he was someone who would love the land and uh, I think if he's fighting in your corner you're going somewhere wrong you know if you're trying to fight a point and he backs you up you should probably reconsider your point. <laughs> uh, just got, I fished out a few quotes from him, from him just to back up my point there. He said, a splash of water would fry an electric car. Uh, <laughs> so that wasn't, let's say, too bright. Uh, let's see, to get away from the drinking legislation to like everyone's talking about uh, why we should drink less while driving and stuff. He said, Sure, if you eat too much and go behind the wheel, you're you're in danger too because you could just fall asleep at the wheel. You know, very different things. <laughs> um, and he said, he just like God controls the weather. Why do we look at the weather forecast? <laughs> and then in my favorite, in 2016, he invited Leonardo DiCaprio to run for office in Kerry. Uh, I think he declined. <laughs> well, I don't think he even got to him, I'd say. Who's going to tell him? Well, I don't know. He sounds like a man that, you know, he believes in his convictions and, you know, his standby them. And I respect that. Mm. Yeah. He, um, he, I don't think he likes climate change either. I think he went on waffling at one point a while ago saying, sure, it was, it was raining last week. And then the week before that, it was sunny. So how can you tell? <laughs> you know, <laughs> changing all the time. Um. Yeah. So I think Gordon Elliott got away with it. I think he definitely got away with it. And like there was talk of him being banned from it uh, for for life nearly. And this seems like a slap on the wrist. He's obviously just too big a player to put down. Yeah. Um. And and he's he's been able to get another trainer to come in and basically run his horse in Cheltenham, hasn't he? I think there's something like that happening. Um, so I was, I was looking up this trainer and apparently uh, I think I think it's a woman anyway um, I think she's only won 
some like 50 races ever and she's been around like 20 years or something so you know i don't know i don't know if at this stage probably is too late for her to to you know ruin his horses on him but uh i don't know not not the one i would have picked yeah like if she if she tries to put her stamp on them gray horses uh yeah <laughs> You should probably get a reality check. If even the jockeys might just take care of it and they're just putting her name on it because the jockeys would know the routine working for Gordon Elliott. And uh, like, I, I doubt she's going to have too much of an impact. Uh, but I, I have heard from uh, the talkers, the presenters on after races and all saying, if you take a horse out of routine uh, for a race, for training or anything, it will affect them in a major way. And, you know, that's, that's why simply you can't have like, unhappy unhealthy horses and uh expect them to win races it's just not going to happen like usually the horses are in great nick like and so i think i think it's not uh for gordon Elliott's horses under your one's name we should we should probably know <laughs> which guy is gonna it's not gonna make too much of a difference I think Gordon's going to come out with a few wins here it might not be under his name but he's going to come out with a good few wins maybe to prove a point as well you know um, and you can actually put money on her then to win uh, best trainer at Cheltenham uh, do you think that could be worth a shout or will they just kind of even if you know the horses do brilliant like she is there any chance of her actually getting that award I think I think it would be as good as like an Olympian taking steroids and accepting an award because <laughs> uh, they're not her horses, they're not her work. Uh, she had nothing to do with it really. She's just, she's just a name. Well, from from what I'm hearing, anyways, maybe there's someone who can shoot me down on race in the UK. Well, from what I'm hearing, just <laughs> she she's cheating. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, before you end her whole career, I think we better move on quickly. Uh, yeah, very close to doing that. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> like she listens to this, she might not even show up, you know. So I don't want to do that to her. And then uh, we have Gordon on her backs. <laughs> All right. Go. <laughs> All right. So let's uh, let's have a bit of a chat about the uh, Celtic job because one of the people that would have been linked to that job, uh, Mick McCarthy, signed a new contract. So. Um, you know, he, he probably would have been a good show for I reckon. I could have seen him there. But uh, what do you think? Who might come in for this role? Look, Mick McCarthy would do great anywhere. Let's just put that flat out. <laughs> it's black and white. Uh, you really put the stamp on a, on a team. Uh, but, you know, there's a lot of names that were popping up when I was looking up articles. Uh, the favourite was the caretaker right now, uh, whose name is John Kennedy. Uh, I don't know how he's doing. Don't follow Celtic much if I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, they they drew with Dundee at the weekend nil all, and I think the game before that they scraped the one 0 win. Then why is he favourite? Uh, I think he's just uh, you know institutional. He's been there a while. Uh, it'd be a bit lazy of the organisation just keep him on because he's he's already there. Uh, <laughs> one of the lads, you want to like when you think of Celtic football, you think of hard tackles, you think of like nearly a professional Sunday league team you know with like well they're getting class players on but the core of the group is like that like when you have what's his name his name Scott Brown yeah yeah like he, he's the core of that group and you want someone to really promote that breaking up lad so that's why names like Roy Keane were coming in I think they'll get along great uh, and you know you don't really know with players if like 
they want to get involved in that sort of maybe political team where so like the Protestants uh, religious thing that's uh, political and religious really the UK against Ireland Protestants against Catholics uh, like I didn't even know Stephen Gerrard was a Protestant or whatever when he uh, went to manage Rangers but obviously he was uh, like he's kind of stapled with them now isn't he like if I bring up in manager they kind of had to be Catholic don't they <laughs> yeah I don't know if they check like your you know where you baptised or whatever but uh, maybe they do I don't know oh, you don't know the process uh, well, what do you think of like the the other big names linked to be Eddie Howe um, I've seen Martin O'Neill linked but uh, after what we saw with Ireland uh, they should steer clear of him uh, a, a bit of Frank Lampard that could be a good rivalry if he was to come in what about Alan Brazil <laughs> what are you talking about <laughs> Alan Brazil would do a job. It's uh, a legend Scottish footballer. Uh, second name Brazil has to be good. Uh, have you ever seen what it looks like? Yeah. Yeah, he's great, isn't he? You get you going. Did, did you see him linked or are you just talking rubbish here? I'm just talking a bit rubbish. <laughs> I think he's just like a radio presenter. Yeah, I know, but he loves just shouting at lads. Like, oh, I love drinking. <laughs> he's... He's my favourite football personality out there right now. Uh, so I'd love to see him behind the team and have him to do press conferences and he's obviously just plastered. But um, if, he, if he did take over, they'd probably they'd be going to Dubai a lot more just to neck points. <laughs> you're saying you're saying that like there's something wrong with it. Uh, <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, Lampard, him coming in, I can't imagine him behind. Maybe it's just because Lampard's been at Chelsea so long. And uh, I know he has to pick up a different team, but I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to see him supporting, like being behind Celtic and all, being fully behind it. I think he's gonna try out somewhere in Spain or anything like that. Is uh, get some half decent teams on CV, and then try to get back on the Chelsea job. I think that's his goal. Uh, but I just, yeah, I can't see it. But then again, I couldn't see Gerard going to Rangers to manage it so I don't know it'd be nice to see Lampard against Jared yeah it's mainly more for the story of it and I suppose in his eyes it'd be an easy way of getting into Europe but uh, yeah I don't really see him taking over I think it'd be someone I'd, uh, I'd, like, I'd like to see Stephen Kenny go there <laughs> uh, he can regroup there and like find out what it's like to be a good uh, find out what it's like to be on a winning team again and you know he'll he'll learn there, and then he'll come back and be a much better, more experienced manager, uh, <laughs> because he's not ready. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, that sounds like you'll have a lot to say when we're uh, talking about the World Cup qualifiers in a few weeks. Uh, <laughs> I won't be talking about Ireland too much if he's still there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm a, I don't know. I'm a stats man. And I'll tell you why I think these things about <laughs> it. That's coming up. That's coming up. But um, yeah, we stay on football and we'll hit um. You you brought up some Robbie Keane controversy. Um, but it's not. Yeah, I suppose sort of controversial. Um, so basically, uh, Stephen Kenny when he took over said he, you know, Robbie Keane was contracted for like another two years for some reason. And uh, he said, no, I don't want him. <laughs> and uh, 
So poor old Robbie, uh, the FAI just said, look, you can just, you know, just keep the money. We'll keep paying you and just don't kick up a fuss. So Robbie's just getting paid to sit at home, basically. And uh, he started showing up at Shamrock Rovers games. And uh, apparently he's doing a bit of coaching, uh, but he's not like, he's not committing to it. And I reckon it's because if he signed a contract with them, then the FAI might be like, well, we don't want to pay anymore kind of thing, you know. So I reckon uh, he knows he's not going to get 200 grand off uh, Rovers. So, uh, yeah, he's just chilling, uh, mucking about with uh, Rovers, coaching their strikers, I think. And he kind of just shows up to whatever game he wants. So he doesn't have to show up. He just kind of does it when he wants. Now, I uh, smell a bit of champagne on that football. (laughs) The FAI is just saying, keep that money. Asher, don't mention it. Now go off and do whatever you want and we'll pay you. That's very champagne to me. <laughs> and just after that book coming out and all the controversy coming out, and he's just pretty much, I know he's under contract now, but terminate that contract if he's doing them. <laughs> well, I think that's why he's being a bit, you know, streetwise about it. Because um, if he took up a proper job, um, then they probably would have reasons to, you know, maybe say, well, why are we still paying you? But, um, yeah, a bit of champagne football. It made no sense that they gave Robbie Keane like a four-year contract. And during those four years, there was going to be two different managers, like contracts signed for them. Uh, And then apparently they were just hoping that at the end of that, Robbie Keane would become manager or something. So a bit of a mad one from uh, our friend John. I'm going to make a bold prediction. Robbie Keane is only trying to manage a League of Ireland football team so he can get his son on a team. <laughs> little Kino. Yeah, little Kino. And then he'll try and do like a LeBron thing because that's very in right now. That seems to be the trend. <laughs> <laughs> I want to share a pitch with my son. <laughs> and uh, yeah, a lot of people want to do that. And I know he takes Instagrams of his kid all the time. So he definitely praises him. Uh, so, like, what's your man's name? Uh, who's, that, who's that actor? Who's that actor who went won an Oscar or something then just kept saying how his son is his best friend? Uh, <laughs> no idea. Still come to me. He's in The Other Guys. He's the sergeant in The Other Guys. Um. Oh, God. Uh, anyway, you continue. I'll look it up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, I think uh, if if Kino encourages the the rover striker as well as he encourages uh, little Kino, then uh, I'd be putting money on a rover striker to be top scorer this season. Uh, well, like that's to say that Robbie Keane was behind all the goals when he was an assistant coach for Ireland as well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah. know if you can back that. Yeah, it's, it's almost like uh, maybe that was a factor in why Stephen Kenny wanted him nowhere near. <laughs> yeah, it was Michael Keaton. Huh, I'm, I'm delighted I know that now. I'll just write oh. that in my notes, actually. The more you know, the further you go about that, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so do you, do you find that controversial or is it just kind of... Very controversial. I see it as a daylight robbery and... Uh, <laughs> Champagne football is going to have like a sequel very soon if that kind of carry on <laughs> keeps up. All right, soon there's going to be a Robbie Keane Stadium and everything. <laughs> have you have you actually read Champagne Football? I have it. <laughs> we haven't read. 
I'll let my dad read it first and then <laughs> I'm uh, I'm about two thirds of the way through myself and uh, I'm not gonna lie, it starts off a bit slow, but once them envelopes start sliding across desks, it's uh, it's pretty good. <laughs> so maybe once uh, once you finally your dad tells you what happens in it, then uh, we can do a little expose on it. Oh yeah, well hopefully I, like I'm not reading it like next year. <laughs> you won't believe this. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm sure. Uh, she like, I don't think that sort of stuff just stops all of a sudden. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, and uh, speaking of controversy, uh, VAR, are we sick of it? Yeah, well, we're not. I'm not particularly sick of VAR. I'm sick of the refs being absolutely useless. Because oh. it's, it's the rest that are looking at these replays and every single one is a different decision. It makes no sense. Um, so the big one last week was, I think on Thursday or something, uh, Fulham were playing Tottenham and uh, Fulham scored a goal and the Tottenham defender just absolutely booted it at this Fulham player. His arm was literally by his side, like on his hip. Mm. You know, he didn't move his arm at all. Your man just booted the ball into his arm and uh, then your man went and scored. And they ruled it out because he hit his hand. But it was like, how how can he do anything else? But then, on uh, on uh, Saturday, whatever day Arsenal played, um, yeah, Pepe uh, volleyed the ball up in the air, and uh, the defender's arm is like spread out from his body, outstretched. The ball hits off his hand, and it's no penalty. So how can it be a foul if his hand's by his side? And then when your hand's up in the air, it's no penalty. You know, it makes no sense, Sean. It's just annoying. It's ruining the game, but uh, would you prefer VAR was only used for like only offsides, or like do you think it would make it better if it's just a judgment call at the time for handballs? I think um, no, I wouldn't agree with that. I'd say what what I think uh, should happen is say with the offsides, if it comes down to drawing these lines, then no, you don't need VAR for that. It's either you know either stick with the decision. Or make a decision, but you don't have to spend five minutes drawing these lines because VAR is meant to be clear and obvious. If you're drawing them lines, it's not clear and obvious. So, uh, you know, putting lads offside because they're armpit or whatever nonsense, nonsense, as Roy Keane might say. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, I think, uh, I think if it's not clear, and if you have to spend five minutes on it, they should have like a maximum of one minute to look at these replays and come up with a decision. Uh, otherwise, it's it's just not clear. Like. A minute's probably even a bit generous. Like, I, yeah, thirty seconds. Like, everybody that's watching it knows within ten seconds what they think would happen. You know, what do you think? Um, yeah, I think a shorter time doing that, but like, not a lot happens on the on the pitch, anyways, for ninety minutes. So, uh, <laughs> do I really want to be watching throw-ins and stuff? I I think uh, play play it on uh, until it goes out of play at some point, like. And then just check, um, like I, I I don't know. See, it's really uh, the only time I'm seeing I'm seeing it being complained about uh, is when it's not working for someone, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so it, is it just you love your team too much, or do people just hate VAR? I think uh, yeah. Obviously, when it goes against you, you naturally are annoyed at it then. But I think to be fair now, I do. I think they do usually wait till the ball goes out of play. They're watching it in the background, but... Um, if they're watching it in the background during it, and then when the ball goes out of play, that's when they have to like make the final decision. Yeah. Like, at that yeah, time, like they, the ball's out of play. 
yeah, they should know by the time the ball is out what the decision is. And I, I kind of get when they say, okay, ref, you have to look at it. But, um, you know, they spent five minutes telling the ref to look at it and then he spends another five minutes looking at it. You know, it's just kind of, just come on, make a decision. There should be a constant camera in that VAR room because they're obviously not doing their job if they're saying, you do this for us. That's so tip like. They are doing nothing up there if they need the ref to look at it. And the ref is having a way harder time. He's like, out of Bray's, well, maybe out of Bray's, running over, going to a really small TV, when in the VAR room, they obviously have a much bigger TV, and <laughs> they have lines, any kind of technology. You know, ref, have a look at that. Then at the TV that has nothing beside it, just a really small monitor, and see what you think. Even though there's like four of us up here, and we can't make up our minds. That's it. Uh, I, I enjoyed it the other week when... Um I can't remember what the game was. I think it was a big game though. And uh, the ref was making a decision and all the players, I think it might have been a Liverpool match, they're all looking, like they're literally over his shoulder and they're looking at him going, what are you talking about? It's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> they should have got a card for that. <laughs> yeah, they're meant to, but I think the ref was a bit of a wimp. So. Yeah. Why would you bother being a ref if you're going to be a wimp? Get that, go on that power trip. <laughs> go crazy. <laughs> Get them cards out. Everyone will love you for it. Uh, especially at these uh, games that have no audience. You're not going to get stabbed after the game or anything. It's going <laughs> to be a great game. Uh, yeah, well, they say that that's why there's so many penalties and all now because uh, there's no pressure. So the rest just kind of give them because the fans aren't going to go mad at them, right? Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. I think. Um, I think being a ref is a fairly cushy job, anyways, as long as you don't like. Like, you have people in your ear. Saying it's a foul and stuff, anyways. So, yeah. And do you know how much they get paid? How much? A basic salary of something like 110 grand, and then uh, you get bonuses and all. And you get free tickets to the match. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of bonus? Like a? Do they have to meet quotas on yellow cards? Or <laughs> uh, no, they're not the police. Uh, <laughs> Ooh. It's, uh, it's more like, um, I think at the end of the season, they kind of do like a league table for refs and they're like, top of the table gets this bonus and second gets whatever, you know? Okay, okay. Yeah, it sounds so cushy. But I don't know if they have to do like training with each other or anything like that. Like, yeah, I'd imagine they do, yeah. Yeah. You're going to have to listen to the Peter Crouch podcast on refs. <laughs> um, all right, well, we move on to a bit of NBA now. Let's let's say that. So, uh, yeah, what's the big news in the NBA this week? Well, there was an All Star game. There was an All Star game, and ha, the stars came out. Okay, I'm at the Planetarium, and the stars came out. They <laughs> uh, had Lillard and uh, Dame Lillard, who we always talk about on this, and Steph just going off, throwing it from like the halfway court like it was nothing, and doing it a lot. Like, yeah, they. At the end of the second quarter, I think they like took turns. They each did did it once, and uh, you know some uh, sharp-eyed people were pointing out that Dames was actually from the half court. Steph took an extra step or two. You know what I mean? Bastard! But once you go <laughs> over that line, you can't go back. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And then uh, Lillard actually uh, won the game on a half court shot as well. Oh, unreal! And he was doing the Dame time, wasn't he? And Absolutely, is, is, ah. but uh, I think my favorite part of the game was like the first three quarters. Lads were just mucking about, like they, you know, mm. 
you know, there's nobody really defending or anything. They're just like, all right, you have a shot now, you have a shot. But my favorite part was uh, Steph Curry and Chris Paul took in turns um, doing alley-oops for each other to dunk. And, like, these are two of the smallest lads. Like, you'd never see these lads dunking a game. And, uh, yeah, so that was a bit of a unique thing. I, I, I noticed in all the highlights, actually, that they were nearly exclusively showing LeBron's team over Kevin Durant's team. What was the story with that? Were <laughs> Durant's team just terrible? Um, just more boring, to be honest. Uh, like, I don't understand because they do a draft and they take turns. But LeBron had such a better team. Like, it, it was more fun. It was more talented. Like, it was just better in every way. Um, and uh, yeah, they're just more fun to watch. Like, they're you know more three pointers, dunks, um, kind of better assists and stuff. Durant's team was a bit more like functional. Like, okay, yeah, they're they're getting points, but it's, it's kind of just boring. Like. I say Kevin Durant felt he had his hands tied behind his back having to pick James Harden and uh, Kyrie Irving, right? Yeah, especially because he went with Kyrie with his first pick, which, uh, you know, like LeBron wasn't picking Kyrie over like Steph or, or Giannis or anything. So, uh, yeah, it was a bit stupid. Yeah. Like, it, it goes to show, like, if you get if you try and pull a net and try to get a load of class players on your team, you know, if you have if you have Lillard and Curry on your team, how can you lose? <laughs> um, well, speaking of the Nets, so the the big thing this week was uh, Blake Griffin uh, came to a deal for a buyout with the Pistons. Guess how much money he left on the table? Uh, I'm gonna say ten million. Thirteen million. So, like, he, he he was on something like 35 million. Like, he had a mad contract. But imagine leaving 13 million on the table. And this new deal that he signed uh, with the Nets, haven't looked into the, you know, haven't seen the contract myself, but I think it's a minimum. So, you know, it'll be on your worth like 2 million quid. So, like, he's basically lost out on 11 million dollars. Does that mean he wants a ring no matter what? Yeah, he's chasing rings. Yeah. Uh, and it's a bit like it's a bit desperate like lads usually chase rings when they're maybe 35 he's 32 so uh he's he he, he must not think he has too many years left um, or maybe just hated detroit like because they just lose all the time so yeah. maybe he was like i'll just go there play 10 15 minutes get like 10 points easy mm-hmm. i'm much prefer when players chase rings than chase money though it's uh obviously trying their hard out every game then uh but you were telling me he's not as big a deal as he used to be no so back like even about six years ago he was an absolute freak like he he played for the Clippers and they called it Lob City because they had Chris Paul as the point guard and uh, Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan who are both with the Nets now and basically Chris Paul would just throw alley-oops to these lads all game long and uh, you just couldn't stop them they were just absolute powerhouses Uh, Blake Griffin's dunks were unreal um, but yeah he's just had so many injuries he's kind of slowed down he doesn't have the same uh, you know leaping ability um, so he's just not as like that was his strength like, he's a good passer and stuff as well but um, his strength was always his athleticism he doesn't really have it anymore so um, you know he'd be a, quite a different player he'd be more of a jump shooter now like he, he's kind of worked on a three point shot um, but the the bad part is that he's no use on defense at all now. Uh, and that's the biggest weakness of the Nets. So, 
yeah. you know, he's he's a he's obviously still a very good player, but um, he's more of a complimentary player than an all star now. So it's definitely going to be overs for every Nets game now. Um, yeah, like it's just it's absolute score fest every time. Uh, so they should. I think Durant is out for another little while. He's a hamstring injury or something. But uh, once he's back, they're going to be ramping it up, getting towards the playoffs, and uh, yeah, they'll be they'll be mean a business then. So yeah, looking at overs definitely. KD seems injured all the time. Is should this be something they should be deeply worried about? I feel like um, I feel like it's not a big injury, but he's just more willing to take a bit of time off because he's had a few injuries himself. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he he did his Achilles in, and you know I suppose that's kind of an injury that leads to other injuries. So they probably just need to ease him back a bit more, like. Because they had no backup players, when he would play, he'd have to be playing like over 40 minutes, which, you know, it's going to cause injuries. So mm. um, they'll be a bit in better shape to kind of ease him back in and not overplay him and, and get him fit before the playoffs, I think. So it shouldn't be too big an issue. But yeah, if he goes down, like that's the best player gone. So um, it would be a huge loss. Yeah, and now the Nets are riding with... A- from uh, previous previous years, two first uh, overall picks, a uh, second overall pick, and a third overall pick on their starting lineup, like that is just frightening for any sport. Yeah, and I think um, I haven't looked it up, but at least, yeah, I think at least three of those players would be rookies of the year. Um, they've all would have been all NBA players uh, within the last five years. Um, they've got their two MVPs and you know like it's it's hard to see a a roster that has more kind of individual awards than what they have Mm, yeah but uh, they do still feel like individual players also uh, speaking of um, like uh, potential team matchups and everything I noticed in the highlights that LeBron and Steph Curry were looking pretty snug, you know, <laughs> and they're celebrating together, smiling at each other, saying "great job" and all. You think anything's happening there? Um, well, now Steph didn't sign an extension this year, so I think his deal runs out at the end of next season. Um, but the answer is no. Uh, like the the Lakers aren't going to have money to sign Steph uh, anytime soon unless they trade like either half the roster or get rid of Davis uh, so I think this was more they've never played together before I don't think um, and people used to say there's a big rivalry between them and they hated each other so I think they were kind of putting on a show for the sake of it um, and I also just think that LeBron wasn't too arse with the game and he was just kind of wanted to show that he was happy for other people to you know pick up the points like he didn't even play the second half he only played like 12 minutes uh, he literally just didn't want to be there at all so yeah. I think he was trying to kind of put on a bit of a PR show there okay okay that's disappointing anyways but uh, <laughs> I would love to see them on the same team well, maybe one day maybe uh, when uh, LeBron's Laker deal runs out when does that run out uh, it's like he's got another like three years or something 
his his plan is like you're saying earlier, uh, basically be a free agent when his son is uh, coming into the league. I think, and uh, yeah, he's probably going to try sign him wherever his son gets drafted. Imagine they just wouldn't take him. <laughs> <laughs> like, want you to play until you're sixty? Keep going, keep chasing your son. It's not happening. That'd be brilliant. <laughs> if you lived in a world like that where the, the NBA hated LeBron, just kept separating them. <laughs> LeBron, LeBron, you're 40. Let the kid play. <laughs> I want my son. Injures his son in like a final. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, but now, so uh, that's, a, that's a good bit on the NBA, but I know that you have a lot to talk about in the NFL. Um, so starting off with, um, I want to know how you feel about Big Ben's deal with the Steelers. Well, as a Steelers fan, Steelers fan, I couldn't be happier. And the owner of a bobblehead Ben, that's, uh, <laughs> that, that's extended for another year. Uh, signing on Ben again, it's a great move. Okay, We got a great deal on him. We cut his salary completely, making a lot of cap space. Last year, Ben had to deal with a lot of young players. A lot of naive players like Juju Smith-Schuster and Claypool. Okay, lads who are on TikTok a lot and they really need to get off that because it's only causing hassle. And they're doing TikToks on the other team's uh, logo on the field, which does not bode well <laughs> on or off the field. So uh, the Steelers took on this guy called Dwayne Haskins, who was a uh, first-round pick. wasn't the first overall. I forget which one it was. I think he was very high up. But um, he was with the Washington Redskins. And Washington, at Washington, Dwayne loved to go to strip clubs. And Dwayne liked to act the maggot. <laughs> and uh, it wasn't boding well with uh, Washington. So they just dropped them. And we picked him up. Steelers picked him up. And I think Ben is the perfect person to, you know, get this lad steady, make sure he's all right, and uh, make sure he's a leader for the team. Because... He didn't show it last year, but Dwayne Haskins has talent. And uh, Ron Rivera was not the manager, a defensive manager, to really show off for him. And I think with the right offensive coordinator at the Steelers, he's going to make a real impact. <laughs> Damn, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it. There's a ring in him. There's definitely <laughs> a ring in him, okay? We're just going to find that. But while we're on QBs, okay, quarterback talk. All right, next Next year, there's going to be a lot of QB changes, uh, a lot of contracts going up, a lot of new quarterbacks coming in, a lot of them falling off. And one of the biggest talks was Trevor Lawrence. He's straight up, he's just going to be drafted by the Jags. Jags are going to have rumored to be the best quarterback to that's going to play the game. Uh, obviously, Tom Brady is like the exception because Tom's so good. And... <laughs> Trevor Lawrence, I think he only lost like two games ever in his whole uh, football career. So he's going to be unreal. And Justin Fields, who beat him uh, last year in college, uh, I think it was in the semifinals. Uh, and he came off, <laughs> I was watching the game and he was injured. And when he threw the ball, he was in a lot of pain. And he came off and I think they injected him with something in the, in the cover <laughs> from the tent, the medical tent. Then he came on just fine. And uh, he played brilliantly and won the game for him. Uh, so I think Justin Fields, I don't know where he's going to go because I think there's going to be trades for him. There's a lot of team needing quarterbacks. Um, like rumor is he's going to Jets. He could, like, 
I don't think the Jets need a new quarterback. They, I think they have a great quarterback, but they have no faith in him. A guy called Sam Darnold. And because the Jets have no faith in him, I think a different team uh, could really get a great deal for him. Sam Darnold is 23 years old, and he was with the shittest team ever last year <laughs> and still played pretty good. He, I think he got a bit injured throughout the year, but he, he is class. He, he could easily replace, like, he would do a job at the 49ers uh, instead of Jimmy Garoppolo, um, the best-looking man in the NFL. Uh, he would do, like, Jimmy's just not the man for the job there. And the 49ers got to act quick with, quick with a quarterback because they have such a such good players in every other position. They need someone, and I think a great, even a swap for Jimmy. I, they got to get rid of Jimmy. He's not good enough, in my opinion. However... If the four, if the 49ers can get any decent quarterback, they have a Super Bowl chance of winning. And particularly if they get this gem of a player who said he will drop millions, drop millions of dollars just so he never has to put on the Texans jersey again. <laughs> That's the Sean Watson. The Sean Watson is probably on par with Patrick Mahomes. Okay, he just doesn't have the team around him for it. A team like the 49ers would really flaunt what Deshaun Watson has, and he would win MVP. No, not not no problem. It's very hard, but he would probably be top three favorite to win MVP if he was on a decent team. I checked, and the top five uh, favorite teams to win or to get the Deshaun Watson are the Broncos, Panthers, Dolphins, 49ers, and Jets. I think with the Dolphins and the 49ers, he'd be a Super Bowl contender. Broncos are in, uh, they don't have enough players around them. Uh, and I think they got rid of Von Miller, who was, a, it turns out, was a huge player defensively for them. That uh, <laughs> He got in a bit of trouble last year for, uh, I think he was abusing some young girl. Anyways, um, <laughs> they're in the same division as the Chiefs, and it'd be very hard to get out there. You're, you're definitely settling for second. I think you're up against the Falcons and so, no, no, that's someone else. Uh, who are they up against? They're up against the Raiders, who are rumored to get Russell Wilson, who I don't really rate, but maybe with a good team uh, would actually win a, win a ring. Uh, everyone else thinks he's class. He he scrambles a lot. Uh, I, I think he's a, a shite leader. He sounds like he has something wrong with him when he talks. Um, <laughs> I don't know how he gets people to follow him, but um, I think a matchup like. Henry Ruggs on the Raiders, uh, he wouldn't match up well because he's already used to throwing that long ball DK Metcalf. Uh, it'd be kind of like a, if he had a Tyler Hill situation going on with Ruggs. Ruggs is that good. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I, th- I think Deshaun Watson, that uh, the Panthers, it'd be a very tough division too because the Buccaneers are in there with Tom Brady. But, you know, Panthers have a brilliant running back called Christian McCaffrey, who let me down last year in fantasy and I've been screaming about him. And he's, uh, he's just electric. He, he'd knock down anyway. He gets so many touchdowns. He's just, you can put your whole team on his back. Once he's healthy, that is. Uh, yeah, Dolphins had, like, one of the best, I think the best defense last year. And uh, he, they were playing with this lad, Tua, who just came in. And uh, he wasn't great, but all of Miami love him. So a trade for Tua... I don't think it's going to happen. I think they'd have to give a lot more. Uh, but they had a man called Ryan Fitzpatrick, or Ryan Fitzmagic, if you will. <laughs> he's 39 years old and has possibly played for every team. But he's not done yet. I think Ryan on a, t- on a 
decent team. See, he was on the Dolphins and he did really well in the Dolphins, but he made some impossible passes on the Dolphins. Like, as in people were putting their fingers in his eyes and, like, pulling back his face mask, and it's still on the pass. Like, he's unreal, unreal, unreal. Uh, but he, he does need a decent team around him, and the Dolphins actually suited him really well. But unfortunately, he's probably going to get... Uh, I don't think I think he's a free agent right now. I think he has to get picked up by someone. Uh, like there's so many quarterbacks going around. Still have to. I'm not going to bother talking about them because like it's just I'm saying I'm confused and a lot of people don't know NFL. <laughs> <laughs> but you got Dak Prescott uh, on the Cowboys. Uh, he might be moving soon uh, because they can't really strike a deal with him. He's 28. David, uh, my brother's favorite quarterback, Cam Newton. Uh, I think he had a bit of women trouble out as well at one point. Uh, but that's uh, besides the point, didn't do very well at the Patriots. Uh, the Patriots had an okay team. Just a lot of players dropped off because of COVID. But Cam Newton got a lot of touchdowns with him. He's more of a running quarterback. He likes to have the show to himself. The Cam show, you know? Put the Cam on him. And... Yeah, I think uh, like all all these different quarterbacks are kind of up in the air right now where they're going to be, but um, that's why next season is so interesting. But just watch out where Deshaun Watson goes as soon as he drops somewhere. If it's Dolphins or 49ers, I think uh, they uh, they I think they'd win the Super Bowl. There, I said they're going to win the Super Bowl. Okay, they, given they are, they have. <laughs> okay, that's my QB corner. Uh, I just had a down here Jets if Deshaun Watson goes uh, just don't go there <laughs> um, they're a bad organisation I, I think they have a losing mentality if I'm honest so uh, yeah I think I think we're done with that I, do you want to move on to the bit everyone's waiting for the the road to a thousand the money maker the money maker okay so uh, now last week uh you know, we were, we were feeling the pressure late on with our picks. Do you, do you feel a bit more confident this week? No. Terrified. <laughs> terrified. The pressure's building up. And it's... Oh, at what point do you, do you have that voice that... And it is there already saying, cash out. When does that start screaming? When does that start going, cash out, cash out now, cash out? Just when you're trying to do normal things. You know, you're out shopping and you just hear, cash out, cash out. <laughs> and you look at your phone. Uh, it's it's gonna be tough, but uh, gotta ride with it. Well, you have to remember this is now house money because we've made the people their two euro back. So you know, we don't need to be cashing out here. This is free money. It's very easy to say that. <laughs> you, could <take laughs> that you could take that money, <laughs> but yeah, exactly. That's the voice saying in my head. You that's you could just take that money, take it and run. No, you you take it. You walk up to the next bet. You say new bet, please. So <laughs> I am. Um, yeah, we've we've uh, discussed uh, what we would like to do. I I had seven different picks at different prices, all depending on what Fallow was going to pick. Uh, so what is your pick, Fallow? So um, obviously, you know, heavy heavy on my back last week uh, and the week before. I think I had to kind of find you some favourable odds. Um, you know, I've I've been kind of. I've not been just looking at one to two odds, you know, I'm getting better odds than that. Um, really finding the tough picks. So now that I've said all this, I'll probably lose this week, but I'll stick with it. Uh, so my first port of call this week was I had a little look at the Bundesliga because obviously Leipzig, 
were uh, perfect at the weekend. Um, you know, and they're playing Eintracht Frankfurt this weekend, who are also in the top four in Germany. Um, but you know, they're, they're just not on the same level as Leipzig. But um, you know, I, I wouldn't be confident enough in that now. Um, you know, I'd be nearly doing all your work for you if I took that one on. So we don't want to do that. No, no. Um, so then I was looking more towards, uh, say, uh, Wolfsburg against Schalke. Um, now, Wolfsburg are third in the league, um, you know, in really good form. And Schalke are uh, literally one of the worst teams uh, you'll ever see in the Bundesliga. Um, you know, they, yeah, they're just shocking. Um, lose every game. Issue with that, obviously, is uh, that's the kind of bet you take on. Uh, so that's only three to ten. So it's no good to me. I like okay. that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Sean bit. Um, so, uh, you know, I looked beyond that and uh, started looking more towards Spain. So we have a couple of games in Spain that looked uh, a bit lively to me. Um, I've got um, Atletico away to Getafe. Uh, Getafe are pretty poor. Uh, they've lost uh, four of their last five games. Atletico obviously top of the table, but I'm kind of a bit wary of this one. Atletico have been a bit dodgy lately. Um, now, they've had some tough fixtures. Uh, like, they drew Real Madrid, which is on paper a good result, but, you know, um, when you're top of the table, you're kind of looking to win that. Uh, Chelsea beat them, um, and they've just dropped other points in the league where they probably should be picking them up against kind of, you know, average teams. Um so I'm just not confident about them. Um, was going to look at Barcelona as well. Um, they're playing the team uh, bottom of the table. And Barca in the league, at least, have been in uh, smashing form lately. Um, but again, odds aren't favourable, really. Mm. So I've gone with a Premier League fixture this week, Sean. And this fixture is going to be an 8-11 to for Chelsea to beat Leeds straight up. Um, the reason I'm going with that is Chelsea's defence has been solid ever since Tuchel came in they've I think conceded two goals in his uh, 10 games or whatever it is um, they don't necessarily score a lot so I don't want to even though it is against Leeds I don't want to take an over goals odds um, but I can just see them winning at least 1 or 2 nil, uh, if not you know 2-1 or whatever um, but yeah I just think the odds are too good to pass up on this one so I've done most of the work for you, Sean. Can you get us a little tiny bit to put us over the line? I was actually, yeah. Uh, I was looking at Inter Milan. And <laughs> they, um, they won like last five games, all right? But they're up against a team that draws a good bit. Uh, third last. And they're one to three. But uh, I feel a bit dodgy about them. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't know I could just see them drawn for no reason uh, but I like that Wolfsburg Schalke show <laughs> uh, yeah, take my pick from me yeah we gotta do that uh, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna take Wolfsburg it's a better price as well at like three oh no wait slightly worse no no it's, it's slightly worse slightly worse yeah, yeah no that's okay uh, <laughs> three to ten 
Uh, so it's Wolfsburg uh, against Schalke. Schalke, I'll tell you, is uh, not doing too hot right now. <laughs> <laughs> no way, that is brand new information. Yeah, yeah, they got they got a little draw there on the weekend, but actually against lads who are coming second last, and I think they're coming last. But after that, they're just getting hammered, fellow. Like, how could you turn them down at all? And <laughs> so I think, and with Wolfsburg at home, uh, you know, we would be quite unlucky to not get out here with our results, you know. <laughs> I'd kill myself if this <laughs> And if Chelsea won, the odds of that. Um, yeah, I think, uh, what would we get from that? So, oh, uh, also, I was checking the odds earlier. Uh, the Nets to win uh, the NBA is 3-1. What do you think of them odds? Um, you're relying on uh, avoiding injuries. Um so it's it's a it's as good odds as you're gonna get for a team that has that much of a chance to win. But uh, you know you'd want to be putting on a, a decent chunk to be making money out of it. So uh, yeah, probably a bit of a risky one. Okay, okay, I'll I'll save it then. Okay, <laughs> so we're gonna be putting on sixteen euro onto uh, Wolfsburg and Chelsea straight wins, and. Uh, you put 16, you put a little 16 euro down there and you'll get back 35.93. Round it up, we're on to 36. Woohoo. And uh, you can, if we win this, you can just take that four euro, pop it in your pocket, all right? Because uh, you'll be up six euro and you'll be on to the next round. Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> um, so, um, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling pretty confident about this one. Like, just. If I was just no money, no financial gain or anything like that, I would just say that Chelsea would probably beat Leeds. Like Leeds lost tonight, didn't they, against West Ham? It could West Ham now. And play it. Yeah, and Chelsea beat Everton 2 0. So, you know, it's looking good. You know, <laughs> it's, it's looking that. We're in the money. We're in the money. Have faith. <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty confident with these. Definitely more confident than last week anyway. Yeah, yeah. Something just felt ropey about last week, even though, well, sort of was, but it shouldn't have been. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck it, I'll, I'll throw a minus two on Wolves, but no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, see, like, if I say that, you know, it actually makes me feel way better. So like, if I said minus one Wolfsburg, feel a bit more ropey. Then I go, actually, no, Wolfsburg, no, way. yeah, yeah, take these, Sean, take these. <laughs> Uh, so yeah I think uh, we're good to go and uh, God please just let us win another round <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's get us uh, round four and then we're nearly halfway there yeah we're just about there we're uh, oh <laughs> so daddy. Uh, yeah so I hope you're enjoying the ride with us <laughs> uh, I'm good with that how about you Bill? Yeah, I think that's it. We have the game plan locked in. <laughs> oh, gee. <laughs> <laughs> if we win it all, we've got to listen back to anxiety build-up. feel fine right up to this bit. Jesus. <laughs> 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 oh, okay, uh, I'll see you later, Mel.